Hey everyone, welcome to another Harry Potter Lexicon Minute, part of our 20th anniversary canon celebration. I'm Steve Vanderark, the creator 20 years ago of the Harry Potter Lexicon website. Last week, we spent some time exploring the first five chapters of the first book, Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone. This week, we'll take a look at the rest of the book. I know that's a lot of story to cover, but this is just an overview. Use the 20th anniversary resources on the lexicon to dig deeper into each chapter. The first part of this section of the book, chapters 6 through 10, introduce Harry and us to the magical world of Hogwarts School. This is some of Rowling's most whimsical writing, a quality which mostly disappears as the books go along and as the story gets darker and darker. When Hagrid breaks down the door to the Hut of the Rock in Chapter 4, Harry's view of the wizarding world begins to widen. That opening door is the first step in that process. Now in Chapter 6, he boards the Hogwarts Express, and during that journey makes one amazing discovery after another. He meets and starts relationships with a number of fellow students, including Ron, Neville, and Hermione. He met Draco back in Diagon Alley, and the meeting didn't go well. Aboard the train, he meets Draco again, and it doesn't go any better. In Chapter 7, Harry comes to Hogwarts for the first time, and he, and we, are introduced to McGonagall, to the ghosts, and to Dumbledore's droll wit with the nitwit, oddment, tweak line, and the oddly sung school song. Chapter 8 provides a look into the classes and teachers which will occupy much of Harry's days. Then in Chapter 9, Harry discovers something he's really good at, flying. And to top it all off, he's made a member of the Quidditch team. Then in Chapter 10, Harry learns the details of Quidditch and also discovers the delights of Halloween at Hogwarts. And then, at the end of Chapter 10, Harry and Ron become friends with Hermione Granger. The trio is complete, and from this point on, the three of them will focus on the mystery of the story. With a few detours for things like baby dragons, this quest will take them all the way to the exciting ending of the story in the obstacle course under the school. There are a number of details and unexpected surprises which are worth pointing out in this range of chapters. See if you remember them. One of only two times that Hermione is seen to ride a broomstick in this series, and I'm not talking about the flying lessons. We don't actually see her fly then. It's in the Flying Keys room. Do you know the other time? Fred and George throwing snowballs at the back of Quirrell's head, which would mean they hit Voldemort smack in the face. The only time we ever see Snape ride a broomstick. The one and only time that a Hogwarts Quidditch match doesn't start at 11 a.m. And my favorite lost gem of a moment? Hagrid kissing McGonagall, who blushes and giggles. And here's some things we don't see in those chapters which confuse some fans. We don't see Ron going into the Forbidden Forest. Harry doesn't see Quirrell fly through the air toward him or see him die, a point which has confused some fans when Harry can't see Thestrals until Book 5. We don't see Hagrid bringing Harry to Platform 9 and 3 quarters. The Dursleys bring him, and Uncle Vernon actually loads and pushes Harry's trolley for him. And we don't see Seamus blow anything up. Neville, yes, and it's Seamus's cauldron that gets melted. The film compresses time on two main occasions, which causes some confusion. First of all, a full month goes by between Hagrid taking Harry to Diagon Alley and Harry going to King's Cross, during which time the Dursleys ignore Harry completely. Second, two full months go by before Harry and Ron become friends with Hermione, during which time most of their classwork consists of theory lessons, not practical. 
The floating feather lesson, which appears to happen in one of the first charms classes in the film, actually takes place on Halloween Day in the books, and it's implied that the kids really don't do much actual magic up to that point. Just before that Wingardium Leviosa lesson, the book says, His lessons, too, were becoming more and more interesting now that they had mastered the basics. The ending scenario, which occupies the last two chapters of the book, has left fans with a few unsolved mysteries. One such mystery is what happened with Dumbledore at the climax of the story. When Harry asks the headmaster, You got Hermione's owl? Dumbledore answers, We must have crossed in midair. Are we to understand that Dumbledore flew all the way to London to meet Fudge, when he could have apparated or used the flu network or a port key? Maybe he took a Thestral, but then again, why would he? The whole question of where the stone was for the first part of the school term is also unanswered. The mirror is in a disused classroom on the third floor, not down in the chambers under the school, so where was Dumbledore hiding the stone then? Was it in the mirror already at that point? Then why were all the defenses set up, like the three-headed dog guarding the trapdoor, and whatever Hagrid was implying when he said that Snape had helped set up the traps to guard it? But the biggest mystery of all is whether or not the whole thing was orchestrated by Dumbledore. Think about it. The challenges underground seem to be perfectly suited to the skills of the trio. Hagrid manages to give them plenty of clues about Fluffy. Was that an accident, or was he following Dumbledore's instructions? Dumbledore gives Harry the cloak of invisibility and tells him to use it well. Even Harry wonders if maybe Dumbledore had planned it all. In Chapter 17 we read, "'Do you think he meant you to do it?' said Ron, "'sending you your father's cloak and everything?' "'Well,' Hermione exploded, "'if he did, I mean to say that's terrible. "'You could have been killed.' "'No, it isn't,' said Harry thoughtfully. "'He's a funny man, Dumbledore. "'I think he sort of wanted to give me a chance. "'I think he knows more or less everything that goes on here, you know. "'I reckon he had a pretty good idea we were going to try, "'and instead of stopping us, he just taught us enough to help.' I don't think it was an accident he let me find out how the mirror worked. It's almost like he thought I had the right to face Voldemort if I could. Yeah, Dumbledore's off his rocker, all right, said Ron proudly. Fan speculation about Dumbledore's motives and manipulation began right there with the end of book one, and quite honestly, it continues even to today. We'll probably never have a definitive answer to just how much Dumbledore was in control of the events in all of the Harry Potter books. That's it for this Harry Potter Lexicon Minute. The canon celebration runs through the rest of this year, so join us here and on the website to rediscover the delights of the Harry Potter novels. The Lexicon's detailed reader's guides, which were first written in the early 2000s before the series was completed, have been carefully revised and updated. We've added artwork, new commentary, and more. Links to these guides are in the show notes, and also in the Lexicon blog, along with a lot of really cool resources from the Lexicon's collection. If you like this podcast, please subscribe and get new episodes directly in your feed, and please also rate and review us wherever you get your podcasts. If you have feedback, comments, or if you're interested in contributing an episode to this podcast series, email me at steve at hp-lexicon.org. This is Steve Vanderark. Thank you for listening, and for 20 years of reveling in Harry Potter canon together.